And we welcome you inside the Sacramento Kings Hoopball Podcast. I'm Sam Comenti alongside, as always, the incomparable, the all-knowing Jill Adge. Jill, I really, really, really do not like the Utah Jazz. Sacramento Kings now. I'm going to start right out with some uh, little fact, knowledge, um, a depressing fact that this is. So the Kings lost last night 119 to 113 in Utah. The Jazz have now won six straight games versus the Sacramento Kings. In a head-to-head matchup, this probably won't surprise anybody. The Utah Jazz own the uh, historic head-to-head 115-84. It's pretty much a landslide in the favor of the Jazz. One team has made the playoffs for a bunch of years in a row, and one team is not. (laughs) Also a very important sub-point to that. Yeah, that that (laughs) head-to-head matchup record didn't surprise me at all. This, though, did surprise me. So the last time the Kings beat Utah was over two years ago on November 1st, 2019. The Kings beat the Jazz in Sacramento by one point, 102 to 101. It's been over two years since they've beaten the Utah Jazz. And the last little thing to this, the leading scorer of that game in that Kings win, De'Aaron Fox with 25 points, plus seven in the game, helped by a, a solid game from Buddy Heald and a, and a solid game from Nemanja Bielitsa. De'Aaron Fox, though. That's where we'll start today. What do we think of De'Aaron Fox? And what do we think of the Kings as a whole from yesterday's game? Actually, a lot of positives to take away. Okay, I I will say this. I know we're spending so much time talking about what Fox is not doing. I will just say this. We're, what, seven games in. His net rating last year uh, was minus 4.5, right? So just between offensive, his offense was fine. Right. But the defense was horrible. So we're saying he's slumping, right? His net rating so far through these seven games is minus 2.2. So he's cut that in half. Right. So like, I know we're focusing so much on what he's not doing, but he's also getting rebounds. He's getting steals. He's getting blocks. He's getting assists. Like I know he's not the star Fox scorer right now. And he'll even tell you like, he knows, right? Like we've said it ad nauseum. Like, I don't know what more there is to say at this point. And I'm with Halliburton on this, what he said after the game, he knows we know, but at the end of the day, like we, this is our guy. We're sticking with them. If we continue to keep saying all this stuff is wrong, that's where you're going to really go mental. And you don't want a guy to go the other way this early in the season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see if this is game 40. Right. And we're still seeing this like to me, that's panic button. I don't want to hit the panic button seven games in and force something that's not necessarily there yet. Yes, he's got to get better. I don't know if it's his mental thing right now, but or his shoulder. But to me, he's driving and then floating away a lot. He's not, you know, what are we taught early when we start playing? Go to the contact, right? Go to the contact. You'll get the foul. If you start fading away on everything, you're not going to get calls. One, which we know they're already not getting. But two, anytime you're falling back before you're shooting and making the contact, they're not going to give you the call either. And you're making the shot harder on yourself. I know he was going against Rudy yesterday. And that's, you know, French tower right there. Um, But he's doing this against guys that aren't him as well. So to me, it's, 
jump stop, stand straight up, shoot it, like stop fading away. Cause to me, you're making a lot of shots harder on yourself with that. And don't force the three point shot. That's not falling right now. He was hitting the mid game yesterday and then kept going away from it. Go to what's working. Do you know what I mean? Like that's your efficiency right there. Like I know you still want to work on stretching the floor, but right now go with the, what's working. And, and yeah. he had the mid, he was getting the mid range. It seemed to be whenever he wanted it, he just wasn't, he wasn't taking it. And with like four seconds left in the clock, he's, you know, doing a fadeaway three, like don't do that. Not his game. Even when, um, he's, when he's at his best, it's not his game. Yeah. But I want, I want to make like it known that there are things he's doing of course. better, right? Like it's his offense that is not there. Um, but yeah, just that's yeah. I just didn't want to go all negative. So no, and I'm glad you didn't because you shouldn't. He's got enough of that from everybody by this point. He did right. have nine assists, so he was playing the role of point guard and dishing it out to his teammates. He still finished with 13 mm-hmm. points, uh, four 15 from the field, oh, four from three. You're to your point, he was hitting the shots, the field goals that were mid range or getting towards the basket, not so much from three. That's okay, De'Aaron. And that's what hopefully someone just tells him it's okay that you're not hitting those right now. You will at some point. Why not? Do what you just said, Jail. Why not just take the shots that are falling down, build up your comfort level and your confidence through that? And on the defensive and side, and then yeah, the rest of the stuff will come, right? Will like to me, place. yeah. No, it's not like he lost all that skill set. It's just not playing right now for him. The yeah. good thing for the Kings is they fought very hard and were in this game, which we've said this already a couple times this year. But they're, I mean, they are the most competitive team we've seen in a long time coming from Sacramento in these first seven games. This is this is a squad that fights, which is a great first step. And they're doing it, and I said it in a previous podcast, and people have said it all, all over social media. They're doing this despite De'Aaron Fox not really factoring in, at least in scoring. Other people are now stepping up. Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald's consistently been a force off the bench with the exclusion of one game. Harrison Barnes is having his best year of his career. Other guys are factoring into this team right now. That is nothing but a positive, if you ask me. Now the bench needs to be extended a little bit more tonight. That's something that'll be interesting to watch. They only went eight deep yesterday, Jill. They're going to need on the second night of a back-to-back. They didn't get back to Sacramento till one in the morning. They're going to need to play Terrence Davis this game. Probably Tristan Thompson. Probably Marvin Bagley. They recalled um, Jemias Ramsey and Robert Woodard. I don't actually think they'll end up playing unless this is like a blowout, but they're there as the only extra thing. Bodies. The only thing I could see is maybe Ramsey in place of TD, but I don't think that TD's that like that he would. Yeah. In the dog there house. yet. Yeah. I'd, I wouldn't it's hate hard that, to know though. right now, but you never know. It's he didn't play um, yesterday. Terrence Davis. Right. So he's a whole lot of fresh legs. Right. Um, no, true. Yeah. It's and it, right at this point. We haven't seen. Walton have the depth to where you're going to hold guys accountable and make some of those tough decisions, right? That if it's not working, like they can afford to keep throwing out what's not working. Right. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how he plays that throughout the year and whether you start seeing maybe Lewis King for some height instead of TD. I don't know. Um, Forgot about my man. but He wasn't recalled back. So uh, if anyone, I guess uh, my guess would be, Ramsey instead of Terrence Davis, but it's just hard to know if Terrence Davis is out. Yeah. Is in the doghouse <laughs> yeah. um, at this point. So 
it's how uh, far I would say how far in the doghouse. I mean, because obviously like he's being he's in front um, of him. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to know if it's doghouse or if it's like we said, where Walton's just not taking some risks this year. Right. Like he's we know that like this is make or break year. But at some point, too, you can't run eight guys out and have them be wrecked by season end because they've had so many minutes. So, which is what their excuse was last year. Yeah. Um, he's doing the Tom so it's, approach it'll be right interesting. now. Yeah. He's pressing his, his big name players to play as many minutes, close to 40 minutes as possible. I do think that him and his coaching staff discussed it and said with these back-to-backs, here's how we're going to approach it. We're going to go all in against the jazz and try and get a W here, steal a win. And we're going to do that by playing our eight most important essential players and nobody else. We're going to stick to it mm-hmm. and then fall back on the fact that we're playing the one in seven Pelicans tonight that are going to be missing a, a couple of players with injuries and obviously are not off to a great start. And then this game, we can extend the bench and use as many guys as we can. If we, we do what we're game. supposed to do, if we do, what if, we're supposed to and do. that, and Good that's point. always been kind of the King's problem the asterisk, is yeah. they don't go and take care of business. And then you can't rest guys, right? Like they don't get the, Oh, we're just going to rest because we can afford to, you know what I mean? To like yeah. this one. So it's, I think that that is the game plan, but it relies on these guys taking care of business so that you can extend the bench a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Mike Conley, uh, someone he hates Sacramento. Sacra- yeah. Somebody <laughs> in Sacramento flipped him off once or said something to him about his dog. I don't know, but for the love of Christ, the man really slaughters the Sacramento Kings when he plays them. Donovan Mitchell and we make it Donovan easy Mitchell for him, pick. right? By giving him wide open shots and going under screens. <laughs> yeah. I read my mind always diving under the screen, which I know is not what they're being told to do. Uh, yeah, that was just something I had to throw out there. It's just infuriating. And I love Mike Conley. I think he's an outstanding player, a class act, has had an incredible career. Some might argue, depending on how it finishes, that he could be a Hall of Famer. At 30 points yesterday, 6 of 9 from 3. Uh, Mitchell at 36, Bogdanovich at 20. They're just such an efficient, incredible team, especially if they're starting 5. Because Jordan Clarkson and their bench as a whole did nothing yesterday. The Kings were in this game almost entirely off of their bench play. And and normally if you can hold like their three to just going crazy and, and have everybody else, like not, you have a good shot of, of winning. Um, We just didn't have enough, you know, and And some calls didn't go our way at the end. Yeah. Shocking. But yeah. Yeah. My mouth is open. I can't believe it. Um, Jordan Clarkson was old 11 from O of 11. I know. And that will, (laughs) that will rarely ever happen. Yeah, literally. Never. I don't like, even know if that's ever happened before. And no. there was last game. I think it was the game before he lost his three point streak. And he was like, whatever, you know, like I'll start a new one. And then he went over 11 on this Uh-oh. one. So he didn't start it yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should have taken advantage of that. That would have been that would have been the best time. Um. So, yes, it, it, the Kings, to their credit, after last year getting destroyed every time they they stepped in front of the Utah Jazz have been very tough in these past yeah. two games. And you know what, again, what to me, what's been hurting this team is we rank 12th in the league for um, your opponent's effective uh, field goal percentage of what you're holding them to. We're number 12, right? So above average there. Great right. job. Yeah. But we are 28th in the league at allowing 
opponents to get Second to chance. rebound their missed shot. <laughs> so you are doing a great job of holding these guys, but then you're horrible and allow them to get consistent second chance points. So again, it's hard to like where we're saying the defense is better and we can see it and they're clearly showing it, but then it's one step forward and then two steps back by, right. We, we do a great job for 24 seconds, but then we just throw it away because they get the rebound and then get an easy bucket. Yeah. But the second chance points are hurting free throws and second chance points. I'm you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Um, And there were multiple times where there were like four or five guys standing there and a jazz person was behind them and then ran right in the middle of them and grabbed a rebound and then got a basket that can't happen stuff. Yeah. Like YMCA basketball shit. And it can't happen against the jazz. They will, they will eat you every time. And Luke Walton is a coach that, you know, people might sometimes we'll get annoyed by this. I sometimes do. He doesn't tend to show a lot of emotion or frustration during a game with the mindset being that, as a former player himself, he always appreciated the coach like a Phil Jackson, because that was his coach, who would be stoic and remain calm because that's what you need out of a leader, right? Someone that remains steady and calm during battle, during a game. However, Luke Walton did lose his shit, called the timeout on the second time that the Kings had four guys watch the ball, miss, and then Donovan Mitchell, I believe in this circumstance, came into the lane, got the rebound untouched, and put it mm-hmm. back. And Luke Walton was yelling at these guys because... Yep. I mean, at some point you can't take it, right? Deservedly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Deservedly. At some point you got to be like, what the hell are you fucking doing? Why are we and all that's standing the stuff here? Like where we all want to blame, you know, everyone has their idea of who they want to blame, but like, you can't blame that on anybody, but the players. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, you can't blame the coaching staff for that. And it's, it, that's, it's just it's, astonishing. It's astonishing. And it's, that again, Alex it's just Len them shooting themselves in the foot, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're doing something good and then you follow it up with something bad, like which this team is notorious uh, for. So yeah. if they can, if they can, you know, just improve some of these little things, right. That we're always saying, improve these little things. It will make a big difference. Absolutely. So Jill, I quickly go off topic here. You are a, a Giants fan as am I. And for a long time, the Giants have had a slogan starting with their first World Series title in 2010, coined by Dwayne Kyber, torture, right? Giants baseball, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. torture. That is very much the Sacramento Kings as well. It is Kings basketball, just bloody torture, man, because they, they are so in all of these games so far this year, and they only have three wins in seven matches. More often than not, because at the end of the games, they are shooting themselves. They are just just killing every chance they have themselves of winning the game. And it's just, you can't get out of your own way. And the self-inflicted most, wins. Yeah. It's the most frustrating way without question. The most frustrating way to win a, or to, excuse me, to lose a game is you, you messed it up yourself. Just get out of your own way. And yeah, that starts and ends with the players. That is and not so a all we can hope problem. is that right. Going where starting the, starting the, the season, they were ranked number one and hardest schedule. Right. right. Um, I think depending on how the, the records have gone from like the first seven games. I think it was like they were ranked one going in and now it's like fourth or something like that, depending on, you know, how these other teams are doing. Um, But they dropped to 23 right now. So as we keep saying, this is where you're going to show us if you are turning a corner, these are the games. Now you need to go and take care of bring the same intensity, bring everything that you did through those first seven games 
through, you know, this next, what, nine game stretch before it gets a little bit tougher again, like handle your business, handle your business, handle your business. And they have now a chance to handle their business at home. They have, especially if you keep saying you want to be respected, right? Like this is how you're going to get respected. Go earn earn the respect. They had a four game road trip. They just finished that went two and two, which was our goal. They won the first two, lost the last two, but now they're back in Sacramento. Obviously they play the Pelicans tonight, which we'll talk a little bit about that game here in a second. And then they have Charlotte on Friday. Uh, the Pacers, who have had a really poor start of the season with Rick Carlisle coming back to, to head them. Uh, they play the Pacers on Sunday. And then the Suns are the final game of this four-game stand on Monday. So another back-to-back, Joe. These are a lot of games that the Kings are about to play in a very short amount of time. So we are going to probably see a lot of, uh, not new faces because they're, they're, they've been on the team, but guys that haven't played yet are going to get some run here in this next week or so because they're going to have to. Maybe we'll see. Maybe you're not as sold <laughs> on it. I feel like they have to. There's no way around it. I, I, hope. I nothing. I'm I'm never sold on anything Walton does, honestly, because That's usually what I think is going to happen <laughs> it usually ends up being the opposite. I forgot so. Luke Walton's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you anticipate, but there's a the good opposite. chance of it. hundred percent. Yeah, there's a good chance of it. Uh, I, I really I don't want to jinx anything, but knock on wood. This wouldn't ask Jill. I'm not going to Um Tonight should be a game. Hopefully the don't jinx it. I'm not going to say You're right. We might see some players. Uh, Brandon Ingram is not going to play tonight, though, is the uh, big guy. Obviously, Zion, we've known about that. Uh, Charles Barkley is apparently so fed up um, with how Zion is recovering that he made a pretty hilarious Charles Barkley comment last night saying that he is so out of shape and so fat. I think he just called him fat. Oh, my gosh. Um, that it <laughs> it looks that. It, he said it looks like me and Shaq had a baby. That was oh, the wow. comment. Yeah, that's next level Charles Barkley stuff, which so, is saying something because it's Charles yeah. Barkley. So no Zion, no Brandon was Ingram. Ingram confirmed. Yeah, and then Ingram's out. I don't uh, know. Herb Jones went down with a concussion. Oh, I didn't know this protocol one. yesterday. So my Unlikely. guess is he's probably not going to be there today, um, which means you're going to get Josh Hart. Garrett um, Temple, if he's able to play, will play against maybe some team. Temple, uh, maybe some. Uh, what is it? Is it Najee? Um, Najee Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, no, something yeah. Like that. Um, but they're going to see a lot of Who's, Pelicans you know, bench who guys. has some length, but yeah. So again, take care of your business. Take care yeah. of business. You're at Especially home. Especially at back at home now. The yep. Pelicans did blow a lead too. They were at one point leading the Suns, who they played yesterday at and like lost. 20. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're handling them, and then it fell apart, and they lost by twelve. Um, yeah, you're gonna. So yesterday, Herbert Jones, Brandon Ingram didn't play yesterday. Herb Jones apparently got a concussion, so he also won't play. So you have Valanchunas, you have Graham, you have Josh Hart. Temple did play yesterday. I would imagine he's going to play again today. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's pretty much the same group of guys that played for the Pelicans yesterday will, yeah. will be in play. They might get Sadoransky if he's healthy. I'm yeah. not sure if he Murphy will probably get more run. Murphy, um, the rookie, like shooting specialist. So going to be a, a like a mesh, melting pot of guys for the uh, the Pelicans tonight. What are the keys for the Kings? Is it as simple as just take care of business? Like, how, how, it yeah. can't be too deep. No, like, not the right unforced turnovers. Yep. Don't do it. Rebound, like especially <laughs> defensive rebound. Valanciunas does um, a cut, very good job out, rebounding. Cut out the second chance points, um, and uh, be better in transition. Like, defense leads to offense. Keep it moving. Right. So. Um, We've seen that as much as we have liked Walton and all them want to, you know, slow the team down in the half court offense. Like I get it. Um, but 
you know, it's, it's still ugly after what, two, three years. Like, I mean, I know their offensive numbers are okay. Um, but a lot of that too is due to, you know, playing fast in their transition when their defense is leading to the, um, the quick points on offense too. So, um, just be efficient, right? Like try and be efficient, get, get good shots. Don't force anything. Um, come out and be physical, like, right. Set the tone. Don't, don't be on the other side of it. Cause I felt like the last two games, they were kind of on the other side of it. Um, Dallas, you know, it had their worst upset, um, prior the game prior to the Kings and, you know, they were pissed, right. As you, as you should be. And the Kings came in like, Oh, we just won two in a row. Like, Oh, and Dallas just lost. Um, and that was, you know, the big part of the game that hurt them. And then, you know, jazz had a, I don't, was it maybe like a six point lead? And then the Kings, you know, they kept themselves in it, but I don't feel like they set the tone. I still feel like the jazz came out and, and said it. So true. Right yeah, now, no. you're expected to win, right? So go set the tone. They had an 11 to one run at one point. The Kings did. I think it was in the fourth, start of the fourth or late in the third. That obviously brought the game very close. Uh, I think it was a one point game. One thing um, we're noticing in these last couple games, at least, again, it's, it's still so early, so early, only seven games in. But the Kings have started to tone down, whether out of necessity, just because they're not falling or because they're kind of shifting how they want to play on offense. They're not shooting the clip of threes that they had in the previous years under Walton. They had 31 attempts last night, hit 12 of them, 39%. That's bordering on efficient. Meanwhile, the Jazz, who usually lead the league or top in the league in terms of three-point percentage and attempts, had 48 attempts, only made 14 of them. Jordan Clarkson, thank you very much for bricking half of them. Um, But that's something that I keep keeping my eye on. How often yeah, I think because threes? they're in these games, they're not forcing it, right? Yeah, they're still taking that's a good way the, of the smart basket. I think if in previous years, right, they've been down yeah. at times. And so it's kind of forced them to try and get back in games by, you know, launching the three. But for the most part, like, yeah, they still have their couple where it's like, oh man, do not like, do not take that. And you could replace them with ones that they passed up, which they should have taken. You're right. Um, but yeah, I, it's nice to me. I don't feel like they're forcing the issue right now and they're going with what's working, like, especially against Dallas, like going inside was working. So I liked that they weren't forcing the three and they were kind of going with, with what was working until the end, which they went away with it. But, um, I think just keep, keep going with what's, what's working. Um, it'll be interesting if they're not chucking the threes and they're like down. And I think that's where we'd be like, okay, is there a thing where they're just like, we're not shooting the three. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see if that becomes more of a story than it is right now. And, and Davis isn't playing and that's a big, you know, Mm -hmm. he's going to be shooting what he's a volume six or seven. (laughs) Yeah. Without question. Um, I feel like so no stretch for really that away. Yeah. Um, like they've had in the past couple of years, because the elite is good for four or five start or, or even if Bagley was in there, he would give true. you a couple. Yeah. They, they, they throw up some, some attempts. Harkless did have a great game totally. yesterday too. His best game. Yeah. I would say on, in a King on uniform. both sides. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, defense is there, which is a player like that is they're kind of funny. Cause like, you know, they were going to give you defense. So on those days, every now and again, where they, they score, you're like, look at this. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like a little, it's like a little treat, like a little Christmas yep. present. Yeah. He had that spin move, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, that I just love that. He always in the lane too. Uh, reps the headband um one of the one of a dying breed to to constantly <laughs> wear a headband uh okay yeah so pelicans tonight Rashawn holmes is a question mark though uh at least from Which what i've heard. wondered if he would be yeah yeah i i i'm blanking on what exactly happened 
Uh, when he landed on his knee. Okay. And it like it. Yeah. Kind of like hyper, like went right. weird. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to see. And then and then he was and then he was limping. Um, and most of us thought he would be out for the rest of the game, but then he ended up coming back. And they said that he cleared all tests or that, you know, all tests and stuff. But I still wondered just for precautionary, if they'd keep him out of game, just because, I mean, he had all the adrenaline, he had everything going yesterday. Right. And was able to go back in. Um, but sometimes, you know, the next day it can, it can get you. And if they really are worried, um, you know, sitting a game game. could be, um, could be smart. So yeah, it's, I guess I won't be surprised either way just based on, he came back, but I could also see them being, cautious with it because i really did not think he was coming back yeah it's one of those i don't know how you like um, adrenaline yeah knock on wood like lucky yeah um so and this is a a homestand for the kings that obviously starting tonight against the pelicans but these are more favorable favorable matchups in my opinion than the road trip was like i feel more I, i feel confident saying that they could go three and one these are still good teams the hornets have had an uh an amazing start to the season Lamelo Ball, I could never sing his praises enough because, especially because the Warriors should have absolutely taken him and not James Wiseman. But there's, you know, that's their number two pick whiff that they're going to dread for a while. Number two, number two. They laugh at us. Now we get to laugh at you. Of course, they still have one of the greatest. But it didn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't need him to be a savior. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We needed Bagley to save this franchise. The Pacers have been. That's the hard thing with any any player that's coming in here is. I know like the expectations yeah. coming into the league are always high, but like for a team that's been as bad as long as it is here, it's yeah, it's even worse. The Hornets game will be a must watch. I, I definitely, if I was in SAG, I would be trying to get tickets to that game on Friday night. Best time to go see a Kings game. The Pacers are weird though, Jill, before we move on, I'm just intrigued and confused by this team. Cause I had high hopes for them in the East. They have a very talented roster. They did just get Karis Levert back. He's a crucial and Brogdon went down for a couple games. Okay. See, I'm not paying um, enough attention. To, I okay. didn't know that. Yeah. He's been out the last two games. Uh, okay. with the, he went out with While the hamstring. Levert came back. He's been out two and a half. Sorry. Cause that happened mid game. And then yes. And Levert came back. Correct. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is they've like been in games and were like blowing out teams, but then lost right. Like by the end. So we'll see if that ends up evening itself out, but um, they've been in games. They've been leading games. It's yeah. just rare that they're actually not closing it out, which they normally do. Yeah, they were. Uh, um, and they have a couple more games, of course, until they face off against our Kings on Sunday, but they were definitely a, a uh, two and six. It's crazy. They were a team last year that were supposed to be very good um, coming off the playoff uh appearance had the new coach and then the new coach swiftly came in pissed off everybody in the building like immensely you got assistant coaches fighting players or yelling at players against the kings it was a game against the kings um where their assistant was just selling himself out to one of the players it was a terrible look in this modern nba so that'll be an interesting game for me of yeah. these next three at home after today um but let's get, let's get the homestand off on a right foot. Let's go ahead and start this off with a win like we did on the road trip. Uh, touching back to our last oh, episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Pacers are averaging 17 turnovers a game, only six steals, and Ooh. shooting like 33% from three. So yeah, those are that all could, those I are mean, all poor. 
not great. So, yeah. Well, they went from yes, last year with Bjorken. You know, his idea was to be a modern offensive team, shoot a ton of threes. That was going to be their strategy. It was, I think, a big appeal of his. And now you're going to Carlisle. Who, that's not his philosophy. Yeah. And just and, one and year. This, yeah. And then this team has showed before they can start slow and then figure it out. Um, so history tells us they'll they'll figure it out. But let's take advantage of the slow start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, going into a new system. Yeah. It seems like Dallas and Pacers are both like in that flux trying to figure out what it is they're going to be. Um, True. So, yeah. Well, uh, it's just, it's been an interesting, definitely start the season. The Cavaliers might be good. I mean, nothing seems normal. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams that are like 500, just below 500. What Portland? Three and four, Cle- Cleveland's four and four, Knicks are five and two, Pacers are two and six, Boston's two and five, Orlando's two and yeah. six, Chicago six and one, Philly's five and two. Boston's been in like every Toronto's game. five and three, Washington's five and three. Hey, what? hey, Wes. Hey, Wes. Okay. <laughs> um, Denver's only four and three, Memphis is four and three, Brooklyn, Atlanta are four and three, Clippers have only won what two? Yeah, I think definitely um, in Kauai. San Antonio's two and five Charlotte and gold and golden state both have five wins, but yeah, I mean, you can see it's like Detroit's one and six. Um, there's a lot of like 500, like teams around 500 right now. It's you have, you know, just a handful of like, you know, six and ones you have a handful of one and seven, two and six. And then the rest are in that like three, four, four, five, um, range. So two two notes of those teams of some of those teams you mentioned, Kate Cunningham, two games now into his career might be two of the worst starts two of the worst games to start a career. They had, okay. (laughs) I was going to say with Fox the other way, like they need to not have him just stand in the corner watching the game, the Detroit game. They had him just standing in the corner. He needs the ball. It's not Cade's game. Like you let him play make. Yeah. So I thought that was super weird. That is bizarre. I didn't get that. Um, yeah, but if that's how you're going to use them, that's not, that's not going to work. No, I haven't. I can't say I've sat down and watched the Detroit Piston game probably ever in my life, but kudos to you, Jill, for doing the, doing the dirty work for us. And then <laughs> Damian Lillard, if we're going to be upset about Darren Fox to start, just remember Kings fans, Damian Lillard is having the worst start to his career, to his illustrious hall of fame career. He's having a horrible, horrible start, uh, with the new coach in, in Chauncey Billups, Pretty much the same exact team, though. Nothing around him has really changed. Just new coaching and uh, has not gotten off to a, a Dame type of start. So these people yeah, are human. There's a, there's <laughs> a handful of, of point guards and shooting guards that just are slumping, right? Yeah. Um, Beal's another one, um, or at least from like their career numbers, right? So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, and you figure history tells you that those guys will end up figuring it out, right? That they've been in the league long enough. Um, but I do like that they're, that the refs are, you know, kind of giving it back to the defense a little bit, like as frustrating as it's it is throwback. at times. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more enjoyable, um, you know, not seeing guys like constantly flop and flail around. I mean, they're still giving it to some, like we saw Luca where, you know, you just, breathed by the guy and they were calling it. Um, 
but there's been some other ones where I was like, oh, that probably would have been called last year. And that was not, that was not called or they let it go. So, um, now they just need to figure out how to not to hold their whistle when, you you know, the transition, when there were like three different times that we would have had a basket if they would have just held their whistle, similar to what they do in hockey, right? Like they let it, they let it go. And sometimes in soccer, they'll let it go. Um, they need to, they need to do that in, in basketball. Cause it's, it's crap. It's, it's unless it's a blatant, like they hug the guy, you know, if they're just whiffing at him, I'm yeah, I agree with you. Like don't, you don't gotta reward stop that guy it, right? for being yep. a half ass. And then especially when it's a, after a good play and it's a guaranteed basket, like right. you got it. Yeah. The refs um, did kill the, speaking of keeping their whistles, they really just, it was a big part of the game last night and took away game. all the momentum, took away all the rhythm of the game. And Katie Christensen, Hunter, Katie Christensen, Hunter said that, um, that the, the refs just sucked everything out of this game because of the challenge, the overturn call, which blew my mind. Cause I don't know how you had enough of that on that replay to overturn the call you had made on the floor. Um, and then the jump ball that they said was done improperly. And then the fake flop by Donovan Mitchell with Davion on him that sold a foul yeah. instead of a, a pretty blatant backcourt violation. A lot of things. Yeah. Okay. If you had to guess what Bradley Beal's three-point percentage is right now, what would you guess? Is it high or low? Like higher than normal or lower than normal? <laughs> low. Okay. I guess I would. Otherwise, why would you mention it? Uh, it's 28%. 22. Ooh, <laughs> I overshot it. And they're winning. <laughs> they're five and three. Because they because multiple players on the team are 50%. Kuzma's 30- having... 37. Uh, yeah. KCP shooting 40, uh, no, 43, almost. Yeah. Almost 44. Um, Bertons is down. Where's Kuzma 35. Not bad. He's getting a lot um, of rebounds though. Kuz. Yeah. Uh, he's one where he, he will fill up the, the session. Yeah. 11 rebounds, almost two assists. Yeah. Um, one last thing, and then we're going to shift to wrapping this up. We don't have a whole lot to go on this Wednesday. We have a, a very exciting Friday show that I'm going to mention here in a second. I mentioned in the previous podcast, and we discussed it, Jill, the new city uniforms. I went back and made sure I knew what I was talking about, which I should have done beforehand, but now I'm doing it after the fact. The Kings play 25 games in the new black Sacktown City Edition uniforms, and they will debut these uniforms on a Friday night home game, November 19th against the Toronto Raptors, who also have some unique, uh, very bold gold. That's a shout-out to Will. Will Griffith. Those are they, uh, The Raptors jerseys are gold. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't think they'll be wearing them in that game against the Kings, but just something that needs to be mentioned. So, yeah, the Sacktown Unis aren't available yet to be purchased. They will be next week, I believe, and then they'll be in debut in 16 days. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see the new uniforms and – I guess also to see where the team is in two weeks. Uh, all right. So tomorrow, Jill, is our normal Friday guest appearance show. And our guest tomorrow, I'm going to absolutely tease this one because it's, um, it's, it's cool. It's very cool, and I'm happy that he's willing to come on. He's a buddy of mine. I went to Sac State with him. And he may or may not uh, be the son of a very uh, reputable Sacramento Kings both player and then previously general manager. Um, he, he's got a lot of clout. His dad does for sure. And I think he does by carrying the same last name. So he was very nice in saying that he would love to zoom in. He lives in LA 
and join us on Friday to talk about the current state of the Kings. Uh, and then specifically one player of the Kings that I'm going to ask him his opinion on. So definitely tune in on Friday to find out who that is. I, I, I let on a good amount there that you might be able to put <laughs> you should know <laughs> one and one together, not even two and two. It doesn't even go that high one and one together. And it'll be a great show. And he's a great kid. Um, I say he's a kid. He's like four years older than me and he's much taller than me. But Jill, do we have anything else much taller than me? You can definitely dunk on it. Do we have anything else we want to put into this Wednesday show before we uh, call it a day? Get ready for um, Pelicans game. Unless you want me to do a water cooler, that's about it. I was going to save water cooler for Friday unless you want to do it today. I was going to let our guest, as I as I've now like to do, I like to watch our guests be kind of blown, blown away, blown back by your knowledge in the water coolers that you share. Yeah, we can leave it. So we'll save that for, for, for Friday. And then other than that, we're hoping the Kings can uh, get back in the win column tonight, get back to 500, four and four is the goal against a very, very, are they the worst team in the league? I didn't check. I think they're the worst team in the league. Them and the Pistons. Pistons in the East, the Pelicans in the West have the worst records yeah. to start this season. I think yeah. they're both one win. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Cause David Griffin, the general manager of the Pelicans, he's trying to win. This is not trying. He's not trying to rebuild. Uh, Willie Green needs some time. He's a new new coach and a very young guy. So I'll give him time. I don't know if he's they're going to have time. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this Wednesday edition of the Hoop Ball Sacramento Kings podcast. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. Let's get a Kings W. Slater, dudes. <laughs>